Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, September 9th. My name is Dan Gorman. It's like Game of Thrones. I want to be okay with it, but I'm not. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons. Uh-oh. Saltines. Saltines for tweens. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and the piece of shit has a thousand eyes. <laughs> Oh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. It was Winner's Choice Roulette again. Uh, one of us had to go see Before We Go, where we, we listened to an album by Jamie Walter, and we will be talking about 90210 at the end of the episode, Season 3. Uh, but before we get to that, if you would like to rate and review us on iTunes, please go search for us there. Please tell all your friends about us in real life. Please email us at info at modernsuperior.com if you'd like to give us some feedback. Go to ModernSuperior.com and comment on our Discus threads, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SYNWPC. Do it all up front today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not why not? Bad. Yeah. Efficiency. Um, <laughs> before we get to the itty-bitty tidbit committee, or yes. what we've watched in movie news section... Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll do some shout out, shouts out. I wanted there's, to do... There's a lot of emails to talk yeah, about. There's yeah, there's a lot. I wanted to say... Yeah. And, and last episode, if you listened, in our Melrose Place corner, <laughs> yeah. we had a, a shout out to some listeners to tell us if you thought using somebody else's deodorant was gross or not. Uh-huh. And everybody said yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the exception and of, everybody's right. With yeah. the exception of Emma and my brother. <laughs> Everyone, though, people in my life are on team. Everybody, everybody. I'm sure you'll all be very happy. Yeah, together. that's great, yeah. Dan. Everybody you know is gross. I have, <laughs> everybody else. I have a, a, a message to everyone. Everyone who thinks it's disgusting, grow up. <laughs> it's not that gross. It's your fucking armpits. No. It's not like you're licking the deodorant. Oh, right, lick, my, lick my armpits right now. I wouldn't do that. Oh. But I would use that stick of uh, deodorant right there, right you now. You will do no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> Greg has a stick here. I might use it when he's not looking. Oh. <laughs> Jill, Jill wrote in for us. Yeah. Yeah. That she's a woman and she would be horrified at the thought of using someone else's deodorant. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. Thanks Otherwise, for, thanks for being a reasonable human being, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I've used Emma's deodorant. I've used her well, deodorant. Listen, you're, yeah, that's fine. I'm never you're looking either of you in other, the eye again. Your significant other, <laughs> yes. obviously, toothbrushes and whatever deodorants. I've used my brother. A stranger. I went like on a trip with my brother and I was like, brought home. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, my point was just in the level of disgustingness, armpit to armpit, not that bad. Well, of course it can be worse. <laughs> well, you're not applying it with the other person's armpit. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's even less gross, because it's a step removed. There's an uh-huh. antibacterial stick that you're using. <laughs> I, I understand your point. It's just not right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Did we get a couple of emails from Craig Chaos? We, yeah, we got one uh, specifically that I wanted to talk about. Because you've seen the movie. No, I didn't see the movie. Dan saw the movie. Yeah, he asked us if he should see the movie Death Ring. Yeah. Starring the lesser Swayze. Yeah. And uh, there's a lesser, I guess, uh, Steve McQueen. Son of Steve McQueen. Yeah. Drago. And is it Chuck Norris's brother? Aaron Norris. Yeah. Yeah. And Billy Drago. Billy Drago. It's not that, I mean... If you like crap like that, Craig Chaos, definitely watch it. No, don't, don't. You don't need to watch it. Just listen to that episode, and yeah. Dan, Dan will tell you the highlights. Yeah, we so, did. We did yeah. one. Find yeah. that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we used it as a punishment Death album. Ring. Oh, you know what? I, I think, think it was Expendables Three. Yeah. 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 Um, he also asked if we were going to be bringing back Prison Break Corner. When the new show starts. Yeah. They're bringing back Prison Break. Well, of course we are. No, of course we are. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you insane? Yeah. (laughs) Craig? Stop asking (laughs) questions, Craig, you (laughs) fucking idiot. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I love you the best. Um, So, yeah. Um, For newer listeners who didn't know that section, uh, I I watched all of Prison Break and told these guys about it. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing I've ever done with my life. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of teabag jokes. That fucking show. I don't know. How, it, I don't think it can top what happened in the original. Right? I don't think so. But I'm, do you I'm think, glad but I'm going like to try. I, 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 wor- I do worry that because the original was so bananas that yeah. they're going to try to out bananas it and Great. it's going to get silly. Yeah. Oh, my, get silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. It's going to get silly. <laughs> it's going to be oh, lots man. of the integrity piece. That <laughs> yeah. it is yeah. I was wondering if maybe they're going to try and like pull it back, pull the reins back because it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, or if they'll be like back on track right all, over the top. I think if they're going to bother bringing it back, they got to know what people want. Yeah. Like what it became. So the insanity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited though. I'm trying to find <laughs> out when that's happening. I want some info here. So I read about um, it a while ago. Was there any other emails? Prison Break sequels, TV series 2016. That's all I see. All right. Who in it? Just Dominic and Perse- Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller are the only cast hmm. members announced. Interesting. Which doesn't make any sense if you've seen the show. Yeah, because I feel like some of the, those two people are, are dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Who knows? Know. Who knows what's going to happen? But I don't give a shit. Fucking whatever, man. Yeah, Bring them sure. all back. Start over. Let, Just let I, Teabag barf everybody up and yeah. start over again. <laughs> That's good news. Nothing but good news. Yeah. Is, teabag the, is Teabag the cannibal who eats everybody? Yeah, yeah Teabag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tea business. He ate everything. Keys, books, people. People. Yeah. Everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He was the greatest. Uh, well, thank you for emailing in. Please remember, if you have any opinions, email in. Uh, info at marinsphere.com. Yeah. We should get to oh, yeah. the Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee. Oh, Things yeah. we've been watching. Movie news. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down any news this week. No, because it was a shit-ass I week. We're been... in the butthole of summer. Yeah. And... Yeah. I, mean, I haven't even yeah. really been paying attention to too much. Uh, I've been looking for I, things. I did watch the trailer for The Lobster. Have you guys heard of that? Is that... It's uh, playing at TIFF. Oh. Um, Is that that one about the lobster? <laughs> no. 
the, no. the Dogtooth director? Yes. yes. So it's a movie from the director of Dogtooth and a movie called Alps. <laughs> Alan, the Dogtooth director. <laughs> How does he direct with all those dog teeth? With all those teeth. I'm loading up on uh, M. De Binau. Mm, yep. Um I'm trying to remember the names of the people that are in it. Um, oh, uh, uh, what's his face there? Colin Farrell's in it. Yes. Colin right. Farrell's in it. Uh, Rachel Weisz. I know Weiss. all about this movie. Yeah, clearly. I got so, everything. Basically, so far, I'm not. Sold. You should check the trailer out because every people really like Dogtooth. I've been meaning yeah. to watch it. Um, but basically, and it's like a dark comedy. This movie. Yeah, the lobster is about um, in like the near future, people who are single are taken to this place called the hotel, where if they don't find a romantic partner in 45 days, they will be turned into an animal. Uh, and sent off into the woods and like <laughs> is and there, it's a really uh, it's a really like weird kind of darkly comedic sound, looking sounds like and not necessarily in like uh, in like subject matter but in tone it's starting to sound a little Quentin Dupuis-esque to me and, maybe because uh, I haven't seen me Dog no liking <laughs> the trailer looks good yeah, I want to see this for and sure, and I and that's that's a good tone for Colin Farrell because that's when he's good in things. That's, Confused that's... and like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you seen... being turned into a lobster. You haven't seen In Bruges yet, right? I you still see... have not. Yeah, oh, you got to see crazy. that movie. We need to strike my not having seen The Warrior being the worst thing <laughs> from the record because <laughs> that's older than The Warrior. It's you should have gotten just, around to that. It's just by now. Warrior. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Now that I know that annoys you, I'm going to call it The Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Le <Yeah>. Warrior. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should see Imberge. Yeah, it's quite it's good. It's very good. And I'm, that's like. Now I'm not going to. The only yeah. times I. Like, well, which really made me have any sort of. I don't know. Uh, belief in Colin Farrell's talent. Because, I mean, his action movies are fucking shit. Yeah. You know, uh, in Bruges. Who uh, was in the International? Uh, that's uh, Clive Owen. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Never and, mind. Uh, <laughs> what, Cassandra's Dream. The Woody yeah, Allen movie. Right. Uh, Colin Farrell's amazing in that. It's great when he plays he's against not, the type of his like when instead of, when he's not being like a broody like whoa handsome good girl guy yeah he's uh, he's just empty when he does that but when he plays a little bit more of a complex or fragile character when he can or uh, Seven Psychopaths he was very good yeah. at that. he was great in that so yeah That's check out movie. In Bruges it's such a terrific it's a good movie, movie. oh man yeah. it's a good you no should, you would like it um, I think too I feel like I would but yeah, you yeah, know you really would fuck you guys <laughs> is my is that's uh, that's the other side of it uh, yeah, for me well no. you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I I read some news. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was it? That the Terminator Genesis film mm-hmm. has actually made more money worldwide than Mad Max Fury Road did. That was uh, a bummer. And so it is looking more than likely that they will continue forward with the trilogy idea of this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they're just, they're just going to do like a half-assed reimagining of Terminator Two. Uh, I guess. And then a half-assed reimagining of Terminator Three, which I, is already a half-assed. I don't know. They've got they but they've to... already like made callbacks to lots. Of, like the, first, the Genesis wasn't like just calling back to one. It was a lot, but no, they yeah, made some nods too as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's I I I don't know. Thinking about the end of well, Genesis. trying to remember the end. Of I can't remember the end. <laughs> I don't know what happened either. at the end. Yeah, me either. I can't remember. It was so I don't know what the trilogy could possibly be. I was like, like 
fine with Genesis. It was a piece of crap, but yeah. I had enough. I was like, this is really dumb and awful. Oh, man, but it's like, really bad. I, there, I was, some of it I was like, uh, this is fun enough. Yeah. As if, if you watch that movie and pretend it's like a piece of shit straight to video movie that has nothing to do with, again, the problem with all these movies is they're trying to make them Terminator movies. Like, just make a fucking time travel action movie that's all dumb and shit, and I'll watch it and be like, yay! (laughs) This is true. You're not allowed to make anything that isn't a remake or a sequel to something that uh, already exists. Yeah. Yeah, but it made like $450 million or some shit. That's crazy. What came out recently that was like didn't do well but was really good? I feel like there was something that happened recently. This year? Yeah, this like a, a weird. I feel like a couple movies came out recently that weren't good but like weren't didn't perform well and it was like why? Well, last year Edge of Tomorrow didn't perform well. Which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, so good. That's a problem. Does yeah. that just prove that like idiots want to see things that say Terminator on it? I guess so. Because like, well, well, it's, like, it's not like Tom Cruise show. movies don't sell because Mission Impossible overperformed yeah. from yeah. what they thought it was going to do. So, uh, you know, it just, yeah, there wasn't a it's name because, on there. yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is not something that people immediately recognize or studio. And it had a weird, like, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow wasn't a great name. No. It really wasn't. But I mean, well, because they didn't want to go with All You Need is Kill. Or, I don't like All You Need is Kill. Yeah. yeah. I would take all. I would take the actual source name from the graphic novel. All you need is kill over what, either yeah. Yeah. repeat or because at least it's like what the fuck is that, you know? Yeah. And also uh, now, now that I think about it, having seen Edge of Tomorrow, I don't remember all you need is kill being referenced in any way in the actual movie. Like, d- does anyone know what that actually pertains to? It's just the name of the thing that yeah. it was based on. Yeah, but that's stupid. <laughs> is my point. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right, well, whatever. It's a good movie. Yeah. Although they are talking about a sequel to it. Really? Yeah, yeah well, because it did too, so well, uh, the word of mouth, Overall. and like, you know, yeah. it's it's reception on Netflix and uh, DVD or Blu-ray sales or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. So, who knows? Speaking of sequels to, oh. uh, to great movies, uh-huh. uh, I saw on the, like, official... Dread uh, uh, oh, Facebook. Yeah. They were uh, like, "Yeah, we're going ahead with a sequel." Finally, really? yeah. You're kidding me. I wish For I real? was. I don't wish that. I want to see that. That yeah, better yeah. be real. Yeah. How come the please. internet hasn't lit up? I have I know. no idea. But it was on, like it was like the official because I follow Dread because yeah, I yeah, signed so a I. petition once. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> that said, give me a sequel. Um, Somewhere and, uh, an intern is like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you're a clever intern. Judge Dredd co-creator says there will be a new Dredd film. Oh yeah, My. thank God. Told you guys. Ugh, I don't believe it until a co-creator tells me. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they co-create. <laughs> Casey, exciting. co-creator of Modern Superior, says <laughs> yeah. it's happening. It says it's happening. <laughs> oh wait a second, a Carl Urban headline Dredd sequel is a long shot. But Judge Dredd is still likely to return on screen. Come mm. on. Well, that's... <sighs> Why would... The... But Carl Urban was such a, like, vocal, this yeah. needs to happen, and yeah. we need to make another one. Yeah. Is it just money? I don't know, man. I'm reading this article right now. Okay. Keep us updated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody be quiet. We'll cry you. It's an article. Yeah, I can't yeah, read while anyone's Carl talking. Carl Urban. It's in yeah, it's we'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Oh, the, the silence is killing. I'm watching Greg read an article it, right now. It no, it's one of the, I'm reading one of those IMDb articles that just stops and then you have to press a button. Click the link. Here's yeah. the and thing. And it stopped with, 
Carl Urban says. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever think of not reading it while we're doing a show? Yeah. Here's the thing. No, well, I, I didn't know you told me about yeah. this. <laughs> Here, this is your fault. Aside, I don't know. I'll read it later. Side but argument. Apparently, they're going forward with something. Yeah. Side rant about the way websites work. <laughs> you guys ever like? Oh, here he goes. Yeah. Do you guys ever click on those like somebody like posts like a list article? And it's like top 10, you know, like weird movies or something. You're like, oh, I'll read this. But then you have to click next, not only to see the next movie, but like the next sentence. I hate yes. that. And it's so like bad. next, next, Garbage. next, next. But and then, it, the next and then it's movie. like next, next. And then it's just like a pop up or something. Yeah. And then it's like, like, I hate those fucking uh, like answers.com or oh, whatever. God. And it's just uh, like. It's like every it's sentence about the movie that's like number nine is like you have to click yeah, next yeah, to yeah. hear the next thirty-seven yeah. pages for an eight-thing list. Yeah, but the weird thing is, their titles are so tantalizing. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like uh, you know nine celebrities who exploded in outrageous <laughs> ways. You won't believe who stole whose kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, 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 turn oh, off, your, off your phone. Uh, guys, it's my mom and dad. I gotta take this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I get I get sucked into some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I can't do it anymore. My and often the picture valuable. that's headlining it, like say it is, you know, you won't believe who stole who's kidney. Yeah, and it's like a picture of Brad Pitt, you know, fighting a horse or something. Yeah, like, oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, now I want to know if Brad Pitt stole the horse's kidney yeah. or if the horse stole Brad Pitt's kidney. That's why he's fighting the horse. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that Give me me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a Brad Pitt. Your Brad Pitt was <laughs> half startled and half Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I don't understand. The thing about it is you'll be, you'll be like reading AV Club. You're like, yeah. well, this is a legitimate publication and they'll have the like, you won't believe who used to be totally. huge or something. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like, this like... Obviously, this works. Yeah. Obviously, idiots click these. Well, because, it's like a like, service. It's a service that you can sign up yeah. for and have your, like, crazy... Uh, uh, your sites be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have your site. But it's just weird to me sites. when you see, like, time.com has, like, what person, like, used this one weird trick to get rid of their belly fat? And you're you like, know, go away! No, leave me alone. Matt Price and I were talking you about Tell one. me the trick and then leave me alone! <laughs> Matt Price and I read the same one where it was, like, uh, ten celebs who, like, you know, with terrible beach bods. Ugh. Yeah. And William Shatner was on the list. I'm like, he's 80 he's years old. Yeah. Years what do you old. want from him? And also, he killed his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoehorn that. You would have thought test. that he would have been doing it for a deal with the devil. Like, give <laughs> yeah. me the best yeah, beach yeah. bod. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I, need, I need a sweet beach bod. <laughs> I will kill my wife. And <laughs> not above that. Uh, uh, we're worse. We are not good people. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, the worst one, the one that angers me more than anything is the one that's, uh, and, and it's like, it's a billion articles all the time. It's like, uh, 10 sexy celebrities who married fucking ugly people. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, just please show me a picture of the person who wrote this article. (laughs) Because I guarantee you are a fucking chud. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Um, what have you guys been watching? I... I started watching something Tell that you guys it. have seen and talked about on the Ooh. show. I've watched four episodes of Bloodline. Oh, oh yeah! Look at you catching up with shows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Breaking Bad someday. I know. I got. Yeah. I was at home by myself the other day, and I, w- I got sad that you've not seen Breaking <laughs> Bad. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I've seen four episodes of Bloodline, yes, and I'm very much enjoying it. Yes, you are. And it was very hard to peel myself away uh, mm -hmm. from the show today. Emma and I have been watching. We watched four episodes, and today we watched one in the morning, and then I had to leave. And I was like, ah, I want to watch one more <laughs> <laughs> because they're doing that thing where like those little flashbacks and stuff yeah. are doling it out in just yeah. enough, but Which not so quite good. enough. Yeah, I'm like every time I see a little flashback, I'm like. I've already kind of seen this, but I want more. Yeah. It's so mind-blowing how a show that is so slow yeah. is so captivating, and you're just and, and it's one of those yeah. ones that you just race through the episodes because oh, yeah. you're like, I have to see the next one. The tension just builds so nicely, but episode so perfectly. Episode. Yeah. Like I was talking to somebody who, who's like uh, um, a couple of episodes towards the end, mm -hmm. and he was just saying that he, he was like, it's hard to it's hard to uh, to want to watch the rest of it because like because it just it sort of tends to lose momentum a little places and I'm like yeah there's a lot of character development in there that I think if you're not on board with the characters right away mm -hmm. you're probably just like okay we'll get to the story or if mm -hmm. you're just a person who's well, more I didn't find that uh, nor did I, I at know, all. it just got better and better yeah, I went in expecting because I knew I'd heard some people say like the first few episodes like you gotta get into it but like the first episode I was like oh man yeah. Like, yeah. the way the first episode end, ends I was like well I'm fucking yeah, right. I'm I got to see what happens yeah. 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 But, but it does kind of go from even in that first episode they kind of drop the hammer on you with a reveal at the end and yeah. there's not a lot of like drama in the first it's just kind of like no, here's no. the family yeah. yeah but even yeah. in the next couple episodes it it goes from like here's the family to like here's all the crazy things that are happening in a way where like you you kind of all of a sudden just realize oh shit we're in the thick of it like yeah. it's such a gradual like oh, reveal yeah. of this person's doing that this one's involved with this that yeah. all of a sudden you're like oh shit this is a fucking tangled web yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't drop it on you all at once so no, no. now like four episodes in I'm like oh man can't wait to watch more of this show <laughs> yeah I'm really liking it yeah it's pretty <laughs> fucking good yeah I'm excited Ben Mendelsohn man what yeah. a fucking performance and, and again it, it's something that I was I was like oh Bloodline fucking Ben Mendelsohn mm -hmm. and then oh but then everybody else too yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. what a great cast yeah so oh, what else what else what else have we been watching I watched one thing I've been in the throes of uh of moving boxes yeah uh so I've been I've got a chance to watch one thing so uh I watched last night I watched The Guard Okay. Which is uh, John Michael McDonough's uh, mm -hmm. uh, first film. First film, I believe? One um, yeah. Yeah, Guard. it's um, uh, Brendan Gleeson and, uh, and Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. I wanted to see uh -huh. this. It made like a like a big, big buzz when it came out. All like I can picture splash. is that movie with uh, Kevin Costner and Adam Kutcher and, uh, and, uh, and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. What's that called? I don't have any idea what you're I talking about. I know the one you're talking about. Though, <laughs> you yeah. sure that's not what you watched? <laughs> uh, I, I do always mistake Don Cheadle for Ashton Kutcher. Come on, guys, same guy. Yeah, totally. Um, but no, this is uh, John uh, John Michael McDonough's. Uh, uh, I'm looking it up now. Oh no, it's not his first. I think maybe Ned Kelly. Well, was. that's called The Guardian. Uh, oh yeah, right, yeah. You, you saw The Guardian. That's what you're trying. Oh, to say. that's what I saw. <laughs> Oh, well, then it was great. I <laughs> know. Uh, this is the uh, the writer-director of my favorite movie from last year, uh, Calvary. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I just started watching that last night. No way, really? It's a half hour. I was going to watch more, but uh, Athena was falling asleep, and we wanted to, I wanted to save it to watch it with her. But yeah. Terrific half hour. Uh, oh, my God. It just gets better. I, I keep yeah. meaning to watch that. Um, actually, weirdly, the other night, I watched uh, a half an hour of the movie Insomnia. 
Oh. Kind of put me right to sleep. <laughs> uh, Gotta so, watch that whole fucking movie. It's so good. Um, but anyway, yeah, The Guard. It's fucking great. That's what I heard. It's fucking great, but it's not without its problems. Uh, like, logistical problems. And maybe I missed it because the people in it are very Irish. So, <laughs> there's a lot of times where I'm like, I know he just said something Irish, but I, I don't yeah, know. I've watched Irish movies with subtitles. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this one doesn't need it all the time. Just when Irish people are talking. <laughs> uh, but, uh... So, so yeah, I may have missed it, but I'm like, well, I don't understand why there's a... Basically, the rundown is that there's a... Uh, they may have a serial killer on their hands in a small uh, uh, Irish town, and an FBI agent um, comes in, played by Don Cheadle, to help with the case, to help this sort of small-town uh, uh, sergeant um, with the case, played uh, brilliantly by Brendan Gleeson, who is, like, fucking genius. He's so good at everything. Uh, but... Uh, I was like, well, why does the FBI have to come? Well, why is this not just like a regional thing? Mm -hmm. But uh, whatever. It's great. And it's got like, it's got a lot of, um, like, it's a very confident movie. But at the same time, like, it feels like, at at times, it feels like, all right, well, this guy, like, really wanted to make some gritty. And I don't want to say Tarantino-y movies, but there's a lot of, like, really... uh, kind of bold brass style to it that that kind of feels and sort of like little tangents that go off here and there um that that are really more for character development than Mm -hmm. the actual story and this movie doesn't care as much about story as it does much like uh calvary it it cares as much about character development as it does about Mm -hmm. uh style and about uh, like introducing new and and kind of interesting characters but you just get so wrapped up in the world that you're like oh i'm in this world oh and also there's a murder going on kind Mm -hmm. of thing so it's uh, uh it's such a fascinating watch it's great, so watch The Guard and then watch Calvary and just just watch a, a fucking brilliant filmmaker just get better. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like this guy's fast becoming just one of those names, like, you know, like like Quentin Tarantino or like mm-hmm. the Corn Brothers, where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's a movie coming out. Like, he's actually got a new movie coming out. can't remember what it's called, but uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for it. Sweet. Because he is fucking brilliant yeah sweet yeah john michael mcdonough mm. get into it get into it <laughs> i've only watched one thing i I watched a bunch of tv I, i've just been watching brooklyn 99 yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that's such an easy show so to watch <laughs> andre brower is fucking hilarious so good um but, but i did watch one movie uh this week i watched oculus Okay, oh, shit, I saw I keep, that. That's one scary mirror movies. movie. Yeah, because uh, it's just sitting there on Netflix, going, "Hey, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it supposed to be great?" I liked it a lot. Did you? Yes, you did. I did. What? <laughs> it's a good movie. What? <laughs> Oculus? Yeah. Oh no! Really? Yes. It's a good movie. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> oh, like hate? Like oh, it's horrible. I liked it. No, quite a bit. the one where the yeah. mirror and the girl and the brother yeah. and it's like in the present and the past. Yeah. The... No, <laughs> I liked it. Oh that was great. man. <laughs> With all of the words, the very few words you just said, I'm picturing like the lake house, but with a mirror. Am I oh, close? fucking hell! No, I really didn't like it. Oh no, I was so sure that you probably didn't like it. <laughs> no, I remember you talking about it on the show and saying that you really, yeah, yeah. I thought you didn't like it, and I was like, yeah, I get that. I terrible. saw that guy's movie he made one called Absentia that I absolutely hated, uh-huh. and then I saw this and I was very surprised because uh-huh. I really didn't like his his previous film. I didn't like, didn't like any of the acting. It's just kind of like, I just didn't, ah, man, I, I hated the pace of the story. 
I didn't <laughs> care about the story. And then it ended, and I'm like, I don't really know why anything happened to all these people I don't care about. <laughs> it just, I, I didn't find any of it scary or, yeah. like, interesting. And, like, I, I quite like Katie Sackhoff and mm -hmm. uh, Rory Cochran. They're, you know, uh, totally entertaining actors. Yeah. Um, but I found the kids, like, the the older versions of them. Because uh, part of the story is told when they're about 10 years old and then yeah. another yeah. when they're, like, 20. So the twenty-year-old versions of them, I just found the guy was okay. I get, no, he wasn't. He was terrible. <laughs> and the girl was just <laughs> I, she made all these awful. I just thought like bad acting decisions. Like yeah. some some of the tone of her shit and scenes. I'm like, I don't think you get what's going on here. <laughs> I, I barely understand this movie, but I understand that you're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, is it is it one of those movies that's just like twists and turns and like oh yeah, nothing no no no, no it's just like smoke you, and mirrors. No, yeah. not really. It doesn't twist and turn. It just doesn't give you the full shit. At any time because you're bouncing back and forth between time periods but I just kind of find I don't know I didn't find any root there wasn't like a root to it that I could latch onto of like what was really scary about this super spooky mirror yeah, yeah. and and, and it's spooky mirror people. just doesn't do it for yeah it's just a little too vague like oh now it does this you know yeah. oh I hate that and did then, you guys read that and then oh, it just sorry. ends too sharply and I was just kind of like I see what you're trying to I do with this end but it's like you just left me going like I wanted to turn it off, but I'm like, well, I gotta see that stuff. Yeah, and I remember liking the way it ended. Yeah, yeah, with like, yeah, I guess yeah. I can't say it. No, no, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm the, I don't know. Find out somebody who's seen it. Tell me. Yeah, <laughs> which one of us I, is right? It, I mean, I haven't seen it since it played in theaters, and I remember it playing well. Like I remember thinking it was pretty spooky and freaky on the big screen, but I yeah. could see it being one of those movies where it doesn't 100% translate yeah. to the small screen in terms of like whether or not it's scary. Right. But I do like I don't remember too much about being like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but I do think that it is a movie that it's not. Like, it's not confusing or hard to follow. Yeah. It's just like. You're either in for this movie yeah. about a mirror that does things that are freaky or not, <laughs> kind of thing. Freaky. <laughs> yeah. That does things that are freaky or not. No, it's a freaky mirror, man. Either this mirror does things that are freaky or it doesn't. <laughs> or deaky. What? Um, uh, I, would like, I would love to know what Casey thinks of Oculus. Yeah, get into it. Yeah. Tell me. All right, well, you've sold me on it. Because I, uh, yeah. I remember you talking Watch about you it. And, and when you... Uh, what? <laughs> Did you say watch you list? Yeah, you're gonna watch, watch you list. list. <laughs> Sweet portmanteau guy. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking super did it. Because I, I, this is one of those movies that I, I really Tell don't me know. What you watch you list. <laughs> I really I don't know it what succulent. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what Casey would think you list. <laughs> but I actually don't. Like, I don't know how you'd react. No. Well, I'm gonna watch it, then I'm gonna come back. And I'm gonna say one of two things. I'm either gonna say Danielus or Gregulus. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, I've been uh, meaning to go back to it because it has been a while. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. <sighs> all right. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally just watched the one thing. Yeah, I watched I part of an episode of uh, Louis. Mm -hmm. uh, because Myos is obsessed with that show. Good. Uh, best. Yeah, yeah, it is the best. And then mm -hmm. I and I watched it and I remembered, hey. This show's the best. Yeah, the fucking best. The I end. I did watch a few things, but I don't want to talk about them for for too long. I revisited Real Genius, nineteen eighty five. Bill Kilmer. Yeah, I noticed that that's still a great movie. Um, that might be one of my all time favorite eighties movies, and it might be one of my all time favorite movies. 
because... I haven't seen it since the 80s. It is so underappreciated. When you go back and you watch Real Genius, um, it is so refreshing to see a movie from the 80s dealing with, like, school and hijinks and, like, craziness. And, you know, it's got that kind of, like, cool guy lead character that isn't a hateful piece of shit when viewed in 2015. Right. <laughs> like, when you look at, like, um, like, Revenge of the Nerds or something, and you're just like, yeah, oh, like, boy. Oh, rape. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a horror. That was, that was a terrible realization. Yeah. But even, like, like, Real Genius likes its characters. Like, it is it has, like, a warm fondness for these people, and it allows them to be people, and allows them to, like, like, there's a romance with, like, the main character who's not Val Kilmer, who's, like, come to college for the first time. He's 15 years old and he meets this girl and they have this kind of like really sweet romance that doesn't have to be like, he's trying to bone chicks. Then he see he bones it. Like it's, it's not like brash or like, yeah. I don't know, harsh. It's just like, Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. And, and like Val Kilmer's main character is so like funny and kind of like, I don't know, like has like a wit about him, but he's not like an asshole. Yeah. He's like a good guy. Like yeah. everybody with the exception of the villains are like people mm-hmm. and the movie likes them. And it's just so weirdly refreshing to watch yeah. a movie. I gotta watch like, it again. I love it. Yeah. I think it's fucking perfect. And then I, uh, I watched nine to five for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with Dolly Barton. Yep. Somebody else just watched that for the first time this week that I was talking to. That's weird. Lily Tomlin. That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It was Lily Tomlin. Yeah. 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 Dolly she was Parton, saying, I've never Nicole. seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like that movie. It's a funny movie, yeah. yeah Dolly good. Parton's really good at it. Oh, really good. Dolly yeah, Parton yeah. is Dolly Parton is a shockingly great actress. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see that movie Straight Talk? Yeah. I've always wanted to. <laughs> it's I mean, Oddly you look at you go like, my mom is gonna really enjoy this movie. <laughs> but we I watched it with my mom. Um I, like we watch it like with the family kind of yeah. thing. It's delightful or yeah. at least i remember being delightful. i remember seeing the cover and my parents rented it and they said it was good and then i always in my mind when i was in rental stores i was like i should rent this but then yeah. i didn't yeah it's just like real cute and feel good yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. nine to five i liked it a lot but i felt like it starts out like an amazing movie and then when it becomes the screwball farce i was kind of like oh but i liked what you were doing before mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny yeah and then it's I, worth yeah. checking out. Quit screwing your balls and <laughs> continue with the story. I also watched Terms of Endearment for the first time. Oh, oh Did boy! I watched that. Uh, oh, I watched that for um, the duo. Right. Yeah. Yes. My goodness, what a fucking! What did you think? I really, really loved it, but I yeah. don't like it as much as Broadcast News. Um, it's it's super James L. Brooksy. Yes, yeah. Uh, which it didn't is get me fucking great because it was like back when James L. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, you know, was like doing his James L. Brooks mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, not movies like, how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really, really good. And the fucking cast is insane on that thing. It's with like, gals in yeah. there. Yeah. John DeVito. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Danny DeVito's in it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's it was really good. It didn't get me emotional, and Emma was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I but did. I knew that it was about somebody who got sick, and that shoe kind of drops in the movie, so yeah. it was sort of like, "Oh well, I know she. I know she's the character that gets sick, so it didn't blindside me." Yeah, yeah. which yeah. it would have if I had went in blind. I thought uh... <laughs> sighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have seen the movie The Blind, blind Side. Side. <laughs> uh, same basic premise. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Really what, a, what a fucking what a great one. Yeah. Also, I did want to mention very quickly, mm-hmm. if you are ever browsing Netflix and you yeah. see a movie called Not Safe for Work, and you say, that's weird, Joe Johnston of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, 
uh, Avenger, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, Small Jurassic Soldiers, Park Three, Small Soldiers, The Rocketeer. He did The Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. I know. What, which spaceship did he design for Star Wars? Was it the Millennium Falcon? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If you if you see a movie called Not Safe for Work and say. Oh, that's weird. Joe Johnson, of all those movies, directed a straight-to-video thriller for Blumhouse Productions, who did, uh, like, some of the, like, Insidious and, like, um, they did The Gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently Blumhouse has something with Universal where if they make a movie that's less than $3 million, there's no notes from Universal needed. Because wow. so, they did that movie, The Creep, with uh, um, with uh, Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. So like they 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 straddle that line between like oh we're gonna do sinister and those will be our big budget things, but these other small budget apparently yeah apparently they they just can like take a chance on movies like that, well, huh. which is got, super they cool. Got, they got the Louis deal. Yeah, which is super cool. But uh, I saw this movie on Netflix and I was like, well, that's why would Joe Johnson do this kind of like low budget movie set all in an office and it's mm. like clearly a super low budget and I was like well I need to see this and I'm here to tell you no you don't <laughs> <laughs> thank you because it's not good yeah. it's like about a guy who sees somebody get killed in his office and he's trapped in there all night and it's not a good movie alright and, it, it, yeah. and it's weird because there's no style to it it's really just like well this could have been directed by any straight to video director huh. why is Joe Johnson doing that because I was hoping like oh he did Avenger and uh, he did um, Captain America now he's gonna like do something interesting on a low budget scale and it's like no you're just gonna do a movie that's like anything that does it feel TV. like one of those kind of indie thriller things that uh, that you know like people like Mark Duplass are, are starting to no. kind of get into or like Katie Eastle no it feels like the kind of thing that you would have seen in 1997 oh. on, the, on the blockbuster wall oh, <laughs> yeah gross. like the most safe direction mm-hmm. bland acting the plot has an interesting idea that it doesn't decide to use like what if you were stuck in the office all night and there was a killer like you could make that into a movie would but... you get some work done yeah. <laughs> yeah no way i am off the clock you guys. <laughs> yeah i was kind of hoping this will be like one of those taut like no fat thrillers but it was just a boring movie it was just all fat yeah uh-huh. it was a big fat movie <laughs> a little um, bit more coffee a little coffee, coffee for the break. listeners greg's pouring me a little bit more delicious coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna um, sip it now. Yeah, can you hear the bottom? And now I'm peeing into Greg's cup. Yeah. <laughs> the other uh, mine. Before we get into the film, film roulette, roulette, there is one smaller, not small, uh, a little bit more news. Danny Boyle said he's got everyone together for train spotting too. Interesting. Yeah, that that's been being kicked around forever. Yeah, and the bit would be based on the book called Porno. Yeah, yeah, which I've read and is terrific. So honestly, I if mean, they can do it. It's a great, crazy story. Anything to get Robert Carlyle back into the public eye because where the fuck did that guy go? Uh-huh. That guy is a brilliant actor. Yeah, very good. So <laughs> that could be very exciting. That's a good fucking book. I gotta go back and watch. Um, Spotting. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot the name. Good yeah. choice. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to make one of our Facebook page uh, images that just says porno, which I've read. <laughs> Your Craig's <laughs> quote. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a weird one to read on the bus. Because it's just like a pink cover and it just says porno. Porno. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Plus, you were jerking it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, this isn't what you think, guys. The two things are not connected. <laughs> it's just such a good book. I need to touch myself. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we should right. get into film roulette. We should. Go. Oh, all right. 
segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good this week it was winner's choice casey and i got to see whatever we wanted and the loser has to go see something that we have picked to be the losing movie this week greg watched before we go chris evans's uh directorial debut mm. and then we'll roll for movies next week and the loser will give the winner an album to listen to for the rest of the week that is how we play film roulette this is what happens casey what? You had your pick of movies to see. Is it did? This week. Uh, yes, what did, did you want to see and what did you end up watching? Well, I ended up... And are up, they one and the same? Uh, yes. They. I ended up uh, staying home mm -hmm. um, and seeing a, a documentary. Whoa. A Spike documentary. Uh -huh. Spike original. I'm like, yeah. really? This? But uh, it's called I Am Chris Farley. Okay. Oh. It is a documentary about Chris Farley. Oh. Yes. I have heard <laughs> about it. aptly named documentary. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so I watched that uh, today, actually. This is directed by Brent Hodge and Derek Murray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Playing your hand, starring all the people that you might think a movie based on Chris Farley's life would. Uh, yeah, but but some surprising names too. I mean, uh, not necessarily surprising, but like I, I'm always amazed when Lorne Michaels shows up and says something in public uh, yeah. because mm -hmm. Lorne Michaels is. I mean, also because Lorne Michaels is a, a huge idol of mine, um, but also because he doesn't have to do anything ever no. because he's just the fucking best. Anyway. Um, yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, this is just a mediocre documentary. Uh, it doesn't really strive to do anything other than tell the story of uh, Chris Farley from when he was a young boy up until his death. Yeah. Um, and it does a serviceable job of that. Like, But for some reason, I feel like they really missed the mark on eliciting emotion because, I mean... Chris Farley's like death, such an emotional. Yeah, Chris Farley's death for me was an extremely emotional oh, yeah. uh, uh, event. Um, and they talked to all the right people. They talked to David Spade. They talked to uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk. They talked to Lauren Michaels. They talked to uh, um, Bo Derek. Oddly enough, uh, but that's great, you know, because they mm -hmm. worked together on on Tommy Boy. Um, they talked to uh, uh, Pat Finn, like who uh, was an actor who was a friend of his from college. They mm -hmm. came out together. Uh, talked to another fella he played rugby with, which was like really interesting that they got. You know, of course they talked to his uh, his brothers. Um, but it, if you even have a cursory knowledge of uh, of Chris Farley, then it's they told you nothing that you didn't mm -hmm. know, and. Uh, and it was a story that didn't necessarily need to be told. It was fun to go back and see all the clips and hear yeah. where Matt Foley came from. Like, uh, he, he tells this great story. Um, or not, he doesn't tell the story. Yeah. Uh, but a story is told about how um, Matt Foley, he would do this uh, sketch called Motivational Speaker. Mm -hmm. And he would do it at Second City. And it became, like, this massive thing. Like, people would know when they were going to do yeah. Matt. Like, well, they usually do Matt Foley towards the end of the night. So people would show up just to see. But it wasn't Matt Foley. It was called Motivational yeah. Speaker. Yeah. Um, just to see Motivational Speaker. And one night, a friend of his 
his friend Matt Foley was in the audience. So something that he would often do is he would have a character that was already established and already had a name, but a friend of his would be in the audience, and last minute he would just change the name of the character <laughs> to the name of his friend in the audience. <laughs> and his friend Matt Foley, who's now a priest, um, <laughs> was, in the, was in the audience, and he's like, oh, well, the character's his name, Matt Foley. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Huh. So that's that, that was pretty cute. Uh, and, you know, they talked about, you know, Mike Myers uh, was also there, and that was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Um, he talks about how he would always go uh, for rehearsals, and he'd go and watch the musical guest uh, rehearse. He'd go up in the booth and, and watch the musical guest rehearse, and then he would go and have a shower before the show or whatever. And uh, And he said, every single week, I would be in the shower, and then the shower curtain would, uh, would be pulled aside... <laughs> And Farley would be there, completely naked, <laughs> with his dick and balls tucked underneath, and he would just be like, Mike Myers, I love you so much, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> and he would just throw himself at Mike Myers, and just be all over him, just, just a kiss, just give me a kiss. And Mike Myers was like, it happened every week, <laughs> and I always forgot <laughs> yeah, so there's like there's fun little stories like that, and and you know it, it it was just it was a great sort of reaffirming of of what made Chris Farley not only a captivating performer, but but just a brilliant human being. Yeah, but also, but you know what it was? I feel like they didn't exactly capture the tragedy that was his vast insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that could have been it. Uh, a, a section unto itself, yeah. Because that was his ultimate demise. Yeah. Um, is this a case of like? Because I heard the like people in his family were involved with like the creation. Is it one of those like? Oh, do we don't want to show. Yeah. I think like they keep it clean. clean. Yeah. It, it possibly yeah. was. I think some of the brothers were involved with the production. Oh, they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, is it like we don't want to delve into that? The thing is, they they talk about it, of course, because that was what yeah. eventually killed him. Was. Yeah. You know, was drugs and alcohol due to his, like, vast insecurity and just wanting to please everybody all the time. Um, but, uh, but I feel like they could have, it would have been sort of more socially responsible to talk about that, uh, to, to bring that out into the open as, as being a very real symptom of something yeah. being very wrong in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And it would have been kind of nice to, to, to see that. But they didn't do that. They just did, they, they kept it a little bit more kind of surface. Um, they didn't shy away from it, but again, they didn't really delve into it, right. I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty mediocre documentary, but if you love Chris Farley, yeah, I'll throw it on super point, watchable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's just fun. And, and also, I mean, I watched it with Myos and she was like, uh, she had no idea who Chris Farley was. Oh, wow. So she, we watched it and she's like, uh, do you own this movie, Tommy Boy? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got it right there. She's like, we're watching this tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to go home after this and watch Tommy Boy. Oh yeah, it's still, still great. Yeah, like I they show, they show little clips and, and it's kind of interesting. They intercut the little clips of Tommy Boy with uh, what he was like as a person. Yeah. Um, and, and his dad owned a, an oil company or something, and, or mm-hmm. an asphalt company. And, um, and his dad would just send... Chris Farley out to have dinner with clients yeah, and just to eat and drink with them and just be awesome. And then he'd be like, Oh, um, my dad wanted you to sign this thing. Can you just sign it? And a hundred percent all the time. They just be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, well, yeah. Cause I fucking love this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty really, good. Yeah. Awesome. He had no idea really what his family did, <laughs> but he just got paid to go eat and drink with people. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely want to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you see though, Daniel? Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> this week I also stayed home and mm-hmm. watched a movie uh, from last year. Uh, you might think, oh, Dan, you know, you should get 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 a movie that you've been meaning to get around to, and it'll be some major release movie. But I decided I, I've been meaning to watch this poorly reviewed film because <laughs> there was something about it that kind of clicked in my mind that made me want to see it. I watched this movie called Walk of Shame, starring Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, Tig Notaro's in that. Ja- yeah, James Marsden, oh. Tig Notaro was in it a little bit. Jillian Jacobs uh, and and a bunch of people. This movie's written and directed by Stephen Brill. Uh, the IMDb synopsis is, a reporter's dream of becoming a news anchor is compromised after a one-night stand leaves her stranded downtown in L.A. without a phone, car, ID, or money, and only eight hours to make it to the most important job interview of her life. I decided I wanted to watch this movie because I watched After Hours recently, mm. and I was really in the mood for movies that all take place in, like, one night, kind of, yeah. against the clock, you know, everything's going wrong. And there's, a, there's only so many movies like that. I've been meaning to watch Miracle Mile, but that's an older movie. Yeah. Couldn't use it for this. So I watched yeah. this. Um, yeah, this was quite poorly reviewed. Really poorly reviewed. But I remember somebody online that loves those kind of movies saying, like, I watched it and it was great. Like, I love these kind of, you know, adventures I, in babysitting, running around the city movies. Yes, yeah, and yeah, I could watch, I, I, like, I could watch Elizabeth Banks in a, in a mediocre movie and still be delighted. Yeah. She yeah, is yeah. fantastic. Now, yeah. my brother told me before I came here that apparently they got sued for making this movie because somebody came to Elizabeth Banks and was like, I want to make this movie, and this is what it is, and it was this movie, yeah, this kind, like this exact plot, and she was like, "No," and then they went and they made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really? and, I, and I didn't look into the story, but he was saying I think they won the like they the person won the, no the suit against. Oh them my goodness! So it turns it was, out Elizabeth Banks might be somewhat of an asshole. Now I don't know. I didn't look it up, but but mm-hmm. uh, but I did see the movie. And I was going into this movie knowing it was poorly reviewed and being like, well, this is what I'm in the mood for, so... Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it's It's actually quite bad. And you might think, when you watch a movie like this, to think, oh, this feels like a script that was left on the wall since the 80s would be, like, what I wanted. Yeah. But it kind of wasn't. Because there was a lot of stuff in this movie where I was like, oh boy, this is not okay. Like, like her going to, like, <laughs> like so much of the movie's side characters are such poor. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Stereotyped things like she goes to like the crack den. Yeah, she's in the wrong side of town. Yeah, and like every woman on the street must be a prostitute if they're wearing a a dress. And so everybody thinks she's a prostitute because she has a dress on. Yeah. And you're like, this is not okay. (laughs) (laughs) And um, like every minority that she runs into is a drug dealer or shooting a gun or smoking crack cocaine. And it's like, whoa, man. And part of it, yeah. Um, but there was stuff in the movie that I laughed at. Um, it's just it doesn't pick a tone. Um, it doesn't like it doesn't decide I'm gonna be an old school kind of like anything goes comedy, or I'm gonna be a modern. Every scene is gonna have a riff scene comedy, and it has this weird unevenness to it where jokes happen but they don't pay off. Because you're just like, oh man, you guys whipped this thing together. Yeah. It, um, it get it get, for me. It gets one star for Elizabeth Banks, who is one hundred and ten percenting this movie. Yeah. She's going for broke with this material that is often not funny. Yeah. And saves it sometimes. Like she really is making this movie the Elizabeth Banks movie, hmm. and it works a lot. Yeah. Um, and it gets one star for having a hilarious scene with Tignataro. Yeah. The scene with Tignataro is fantastically funny, the both of them. The awesome. both of them playing off each other is like almost worth sitting through the movie. Where like Elizabeth Banks is trying to get uh her car back and she goes to like the DMV impound lot and Tignataro is behind the glass and won't give her her car because she doesn't have her ID and she's like, But I have I have the car keys right here, I have the fob, boop boop and she like pushes it in the back of the shot the car like lights up and Tignataro's like stop doing that and puts her hand up on the glass to try and block it <laughs> yeah. and Elizabeth was like you can't block a boop 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 <laughs> it's got boop boop like into her hand yeah. and it's so funny but the rest of the movie is just like I don't know like Bill Burr is in it and he's yeah, doing his thing Bill like, Burr thing is it like rife with uh, with little cameos yeah. like, and then who should she happen upon but mm-hmm. Bill Burr Ooh. yeah like Bill Burr and Ethan Supley play like cops that are on her tail for being a prostitute is it Supley yeah I don't know maybe I like him more <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, if he's associated more with soup yeah now what uh, Supley I have always thought Supley oh. I like Supley Souple. Souple. He's souple marvelous. <laughs> you made up an accent. Yeah. At work. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Souple marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> there's a face. Uh-uh. The listeners don't know, but there's a face that goes along with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say to watch it. Like, um, James Marsden is just James Marsden's movie. Gillian, yeah, Gillian Jacobs is wasted. Uh, as a she performer, not as a drunken. <laughs> but yeah, it's like she sleeps with him, and through a series of things, her car get like it, it is yeah. what you think. Yeah. There are some there are some things in it that are funny, but it was kind of like, oh no, I see why this was poorly reviewed. Instead of me hoping like, oh, it'll be another one to throw on the pile of movies like that that I like, because I was hoping it would be like a little underrated, but yeah. no, this this one was left to the dollar bins in the previous year for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. All right, yeah. Then. 
What movie? Oh, I don't have to ask you what movie yeah. you saw. You went and you saw Before We Go. Before We Go. This is, did he? Did Chris Evans write this? No, he just directed it. Okay, this is the Chris Evans directorial yeah. debut. I will um, tell you that four people wrote this movie. Oh boy! Yeah, four writers. So you know it. it's good. You're getting yeah. your money's worth. Fucking four minds together, Chris, and you'll be excited, uh, Dan Gorman. This movie it all takes place in one night. Oh my God! Maybe yeah. I'll watch it. Race we'll against see. the clock. So Chris Evans and Alice Eve star in Before We Go. From this year, just came out, uh, uh, two strangers stuck in Manhattan for the night grow into each other's most trusted confidants when an evening of unexpected adventure forces them to confront their fears and take control of their lives. This also stars Emma Fitzpatrick uh, and others, and uh, was written by Ronald Bass and Jen Smolka. And more. And more. More. There's um, more. This is a comedy, drama, romance, uh, poorly reviewed already. I can see 31 on Metacritic, but we had to see what is going on with Chris Evans' directorial debut. Um, so what what kind of movie did he pick? It's a race against the time, yeah. stick, stick around for uh, fun and friendship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that old uh, trope. Yeah. Um... This I hate this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this fucking movie. Yeah, but it's got such a pleasant poster yeah. of them in in, uh, a, in a diner with yeah. little uh, floaties. Uh, oh like yeah, Instagram I, filters. <clears throat> yeah, this looks like uh, this looks like such a pleasant movie. Yeah, it's a really fucking piece of shit. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, the whole movie is just them bantering about whatever the fuck and just so at the end of every sentence or a bit of uh, dialogue exchange Chris Evans can go (laughs) 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 he just like has this like I'm so fucking charming thing going on yeah yeah and it's ridiculous it was in the trailer that vibe we got from him in the trailer was yeah. being like, you know, my lady with his arm out and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa. I'm yeah, not like, trying to bang you in a hotel. And the beep, boop, 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 boop with the... the what? He goes, beep, boop, boop on the tele... On a, oh, yeah. On the, uh, on the, the payphone. Uh, pay okay, so he Because he's phone. like, it's like a time machine. Beep, boop, 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 boop. He does it more than once. Okay. And I was like, good Lord, I want to die. Um, <laughs> he, there's no one there. Because he's directing it, there's no one there to rein him in and go, not every scene guy. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. not quite this charming. Yeah, um, you're not uh, Bagger Vance. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, oh, man alive. Okay, so uh, he's this trumpet busker. Yes. And it starts with him. He's in Grand Station. He's playing the trumpet, and people are walking around. He's looking sad while he does it. And then she's running through and drops her phone, and then she's trying to catch the train, misses the train. Now he's got her phone. They hang out, find that she's got to get. Home to Boston before okay. seven in the morning, or her marriage is going to end, and you don't know why for like the whole movie. I'm so, going spoiler crazy here, so fuck yeah. off. Uh, and and he's like, oh, I've got nothing else. I've got eighty bucks. Let's see what we can do for you. And he tries to get her a cab to Boston. The guy's like a thousand dollars, and he's going to try and pay for it on his credit cards. He just like he literally just met her. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. So he's like a. Th- Th- and he's a musician. Right. So, so he doesn't have a thousand. No, no. Both of his credit cards are declined, or one of them's expired, or whatever the fuck. And he, so but he's, he's just a good nature. But he's trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, he, you know, then he's like, they're going to, they end up following each other around, and he's trying to help her out, and this and that. And then they find out that her purse was stolen. This is part of her problem. And so she's not familiar with New York. He is. And he's like, let's find the bar. They find the bar. 
and they look in the garbage cans. Cause like sometimes they just take cash and they toss the purse. Yeah, which yeah. is definitely a thing, and you could possibly look for this. And then she's like, "No luck," and he's like, "Let me try something else." And so they go up to the bartender, and he's all like, <laughs> "Hi there, um, <laughs> super charming guy." And he's like, uh, I've heard about this thing where uh, purses get stolen, and then there's like, uh, you know, a little kickback for the bartenders and stuff like that. So he's just, he's just going up and accusing the bartender. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. hey, bartender, wink. Did you steal a purse, wink? Yeah. And keeps wink a wink, and, and it works to the bar. So the bartender's like, all right, let me see what I can do. And goes away for a while and comes back with an address for them to go to to go get the purse back. Let me see what I can do. Yeah. He's like, I'm not saying I <laughs> was implicit in this purse stealing, but uh, I was. <laughs> I confess. Yeah. Yeah, you have a nice smile. Go yeah. to this uh, address and get beat up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, but, you know, but they are like, you know, we admit the purse was uh, means a lot. Big gratuity if we could get it back. And he, it is established that Chris Evans has 80 bucks on him. So it gives this guy tops $20 for this. Okay. Yeah. $20 for this bartender to completely implicate himself yeah, in like yeah. a larger uh, criminal ring. Look, I so, could go to jail for this, but I like your beard. Yeah. A real nice beard. That's how I know this is an integrity piece. And, and then he goes to the place and he tries to get the purse. He just gets punched in the face, doesn't get the purse, blah, blah, blah. Now they got nothing. They're walking around and... Having the worst banter ever. And his whole thing is like, he's in town because he's going to audition to play for this jazz band. But the real reason he's in town is because there was an engagement party going on where his ex might be there that he's still in love with. And he can't get over her because he had proposed to her when he found out that she got a big job in Philadelphia. But that was not the right thing to do because she was like, this is the time for space. So she left him. So he sold. And she went to space. Yeah. <laughs> She, he sold the engagement ring to buy his trumpet and blah, 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 and now it's all kind of lining up. Which is like a whatever story until you find out that this all happened six years ago. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, six years. Get your shit together, man. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah it's this guy's just a sucker. Oh, my God. Yeah, just a... Ugh, ugh, nothing to like. And she's all like, oh, my marriage is going to end. I got to get... I got to beat my husband home. He's going to get home at 8 in the morning. I got to get there at 7 at the latest. And he's like, oh, did you cheat on him? And no, it's not that. And then you find out it's because she was cheating on him. Or, sorry, he was cheating on her. And she found out about it because it was like a long affair. And she just read all the email exchanges forever. And then wrote a letter to her husband being like, fuck off. You did this shit. I'm out. Right. Yeah. And then now she's changed her mind, though. And wants to go get the letter before he gets home. Uh... I get it. I know. How am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah. Like, fucking, I don't know. There's nothing to feel because these people sucked and they're so boring to watch. And it's like, go home or don't go home. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And he's like, like, oh, you know what? But if he gets that letter, he's going to just want you to forgive him and he'll work really hard at it. And she's like, you can't go back from that letter. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, Because you caught him banging somebody for like a year. You should just give him that letter and be like, fuck you. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Maybe it's not as black and white as that, but... But do they get? They, but uh, there, there's not enough backstory that they can give you on the letter or on their relationship. No, no, no. To make to make that okay. Yeah. To make it okay for her to go. Eh, I want to uh, be with this scumbag. And, and, yeah. they, and they do the stupidest things. They go to. They're trying to get money to get her home. So they're running around trying to borrow money for people. They they pretend to be a band. Uh, <laughs> And they play. So oh, this is great. They're it's, they're trying to trick people out of their money, <laughs> yeah. so that this, so that just some random woman can fucking get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's wonderful. Um, so yeah, they go to this place and they think they're at one place. They find out it's another. They're about to leave when this guy runs and is like, you, "Why are you guys are so late? Where's the rest of the band?" And she's like, "Oh, we're not." And he's like, and "Chris Evans is like, hold on." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's traffic. I'm the only one here. Uh, you know, so we'll take a down payment of five hundred dollars, or I'm gonna have to leave too." Or and we can start playing because she had mentioned that she sang a song once in summer camp when she was twelve. So they get up there and he's like, "Now we're gonna do my funny Valentine," which is the song she mentioned. Right. But you don't know that. I don't know. If I there are songs that I had lyrics memorized to when I was twelve that I don't anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like they just the, the McDonald's uh, menu song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thing. I know you've got. It. <laughs> Uh, and so then they're like, he's like, I can't sing, I can't sing. And he's like, just come on, we'll do it. And he starts to play. And then, of course, she has a beautiful jazz voice. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, ugh, fuck, I wish you would die. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they run around, so they have that adventure. And then they go, they go to a psychic, uh, who tells them, who's like, apparently actually psychic. Yeah. <laughs> and knows all the stuff they need to hear and all this fucking stupid shit. And, uh, yeah, he goes and sees the girl. He goes and... This was great. He goes and he sees the girl he hasn't seen or spoken to in six years. Like, if you're this bent out of shape about it, pick up the phone. Yeah. yeah. Reach out. Do something. But nothing for six years. And then they talk. And then she convinces him to go back in and actually, like, talk to her. Because he didn't. And he does. And he finds out that she's pregnant. With some other dude. You know? Right. Because it's been six fucking years since yeah. it happened, you know? Yeah. And, he, and he comes out and he storms out of the place and she's following. Like, what happened? He's like, yeah, she's pregnant. And then he's basically like, yeah, nice idea, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm only partially paraphrasing. He totally calls her an idiot. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> it's terrific. That is pretty. Actually, was, that might make me want to see the movie. <laughs> because he's like. the movie. He's like Mr. Winking Saint. Well, we yeah, gotta yeah, go yeah. get your purse back. Until she's like, why don't you go talk to her? And then his heartburn, and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. I fucking hate you. <laughs> he's totally like that. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> he's like, I was ready to just live this, like, like want this girl back forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I now was, you've ruined the dream forever. I've been doing this for yeah, six years. Up. Yeah. So, of course, they eventually kind of, like, she decides, like, you know, maybe her marriage isn't worth saving and whatever, and they've got a thing, they kind of kiss a bit and stuff, but they don't go too far, Mm -hmm. and they keep doing this fucking thing where they use the telephone as a time machine, beep, boop, 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 (laughs) and they use it to call themselves, so they have conversations with themselves. Oh, my God. I want to set you on fire for having watched this Uh, Like, hey, Nick, you're going to meet this girl and stuff, remember to do this, and thank her for that, and blah, 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 while they look at each other like, oh... Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, this movie's total garbage. Just oh, and it, The whole thing just feels like somebody was trying to... What, what, what would it be like to write a screenplay? And only wrote one draft one time, yeah. and was like, done! Yeah. They need to check this one for spelling mistakes. Send it off! <laughs> Captain they, America will make it! Because they, they kept mispronouncing words. <laughs> We're reading the text as written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this fucking... It, it's an hour and 29 minutes, and it felt like it was four hours long. Oh. <clears throat> it was Great. really terrible. But, but I was lucky enough to have company. It. Yeah, I, I did. I did have company too. I went with Athena. Came with me, and uh, one back to back weeks. Diggs went with me again. Yeah. <laughs> Diggs, you don't have to do that. Yeah. We didn't know what we were seeing until we were on our way to the theater. Oh, he, either time. No, no. Well, no. He Both was aware of DJ movie oh, okay. Zach Efron last time. Oh, this yeah. time, nothing at all. 
Both yeah, are way around the way. Pseudo music relay. This one, there's uh, some music in this one. <laughs> yeah, there's a they pretend to be a band. Trumpet busker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie totally trumped my busket. That's amazing. It trumped your busket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna. I didn't think it was gonna be able to trump it, but <laughs> yeah, because yeah, your busket is tops, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Some would say untrumpable. Nope. Ah, to trump the untrumpable no, busket. Oh, a garbage movie. Um, well, do you know what else uh, busked our trumpet? <laughs> Last week, Greg gave us an album to listen to by Jamie Walter. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't you explain who Jamie Walter is? Jamie Walter was a uh, heartthrob sensation that popped up on later se- seasons of 90210. The people, girls liked him so much, they gave him his own show called The Heights, where he played a musician, and he sang a song on that show called Hadita. And it was a big, big hit. The show didn't do well, but everyone went crazy for his pouty vocals and the song. And so then they're like, let's make this guy make an album. So So he made an album album on which he also plays a musician. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a self titled album that had the lead off single, Hold On. Or was it, Hold On? Uh, Hold On. (laughs) Hold On. And, and uh, this is the album I made you guys listen to because I was like, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Understandable. Right. I barely remember this thing. The thing all. is, this album, uh-huh. I could have... This is one of those albums where I could have not listened to one note of this album. Yeah. But if you went... Uh, sing and play this whole album right now. I could have done it perfectly. <laughs> but I can't tell you much about it. I feel like it's... No, well, it, like we, I, I, before we started show, um, recording, I showed Greg the music video for the, the yeah. single. Yeah. And it's just like a strummy, like, yeah. alt-pop kind of garbage. This... And, and, and like, I can't, can't even begin to try and, with like a pouty sort of effective, you know, vocalist... Like, yeah, he's know. very. He's like if uh, if, if Dilly was singing an album, because he's very yeah. airy and and like he's like doing that sort of like uh, you know like singer songwriter on the corner with ripped jeans, just yeah. singing the songs, leaning up against a lamppost, yeah, because he's singing like this. <sighs> And he's like, ah, pushing all the air out because it's like, man, life's got this guy down. You yeah, guys. yeah, but it's like. It really is. Th- th- this guy found all the words he knew that rhymed. Yeah. And all the words he knows are just like our singer-songwriter tropey kind of like... Words, yeah. I'm a girl and I love her. No one above her. Yeah. It's just... It's it, it's really more uh, an exercise in like, if you want to hear how an album shouldn't be produced... <laughs> You gotta listen to this Damn. album. It's got that like, like I don't know why I keep thinking of like Goo Goo Dolls. Like, oh, it, absolutely. Like it has well, that like, okay, it's the mid '90s and there's like alt rock is a thing, but this is softer because it doesn't rock. Yeah, this is real safe. And and the yeah, thing is, it's like it's strummy, but it, it's not folk and it's yeah, not rock. If, if I say just like gentle, kind of strummed acoustic guitars. As sort of like bed tracks, kind of on either side, yeah. hard right and hard left, uh, and then just uh, like a, just a little bit too much chorus, and you know, chorus should never be used on a guitar, or well, some people yeah, anyway, super sparingly yeah. if so. But yeah. it's but it's like it's just a lot of chorus on arpeggios, cor- like it's you're just like it's so banal, yeah, and 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 so obvious, but the but it serves the music because the music is the same is exactly what, <laughs> what 
that type of production is born of. I don't know. This is going to get hyper boring because the only thing I could latch on to with listening to this was the production <laughs> and how terrible and flat it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorman and I were talking about before we started recording that uh, Jamie Walters looks like um, they combined Dylan yeah. and Jason Priestley. Yeah, kind of. It's just, they might have actually. Yeah, I said really, if they Mr. Put, Brandon yeah. had a baby. <laughs> yeah, if you put Dylan and Brandon into their pictures into a computer, it would just morph them into this face. Yeah, yeah. baby yeah. maker app yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, but then also that uh, the clone that it made just melted a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like in Dark Man, the skin is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, this was uh, so boring. So boring. And Sweet. no and the thing is, there's no songs that stand out on it. There's no track where you kind of go, well, this one's a little bit different. Yeah. Because like there there are some with a slightly faster tempo, but but the intention behind <laughs> the song is always just, guys, let's take it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not rock the boat here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a nightmare! Huh, and I kept yeah. waiting for uh, something that, to happen. That how do you talk to an angel song? It's not on there. No. Not on there. No, at all. it isn't. No, Bummer. that's a different album. Yep, Heights. Um, yeah. So speaking of a different album, speaking now that of, I think we've said all that we can say about that I, album. I don't imagine there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing else, else to say. It's super boring. Yeah, Greg gets to give us another album. Yeah, I do. Because I lost. fucking lost again. Yeah. So let me tell you this. Um. That movie I watched this week was... As a soundtrack? <laughs> oh, no. It was horrible. I had a really terrible time watching it. Uh, so I'm just going to give you more shit. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't be bothered to give you anything good. I haven't been listening to anything that was, you know, new or interesting this week too much. So uh, why don't you guys go and listen to Creed? Oh, oh, have you ever listened to Creed? Yeah, can I've heard some. Maybe he can. Uh, listen to the one called Human Clay because its album cover is terrible. Yeah, it's so cheap looking. I've seen that album. Oh cover. my god! I was I was like, which Creed album? I was like, ugh, this yeah. one, <laughs> the one that even looks shitty. Yeah. You know what the have you seen like the album easy? cover? Uh, I assume so. you probably have. I don't know. I was like, oh, I can't remember this, but it looks even worse now. <laughs> I'll find your picture. I yeah, it's I one, one of those. Right it's one of those like they've tried to do something and yeah, uh, I don't. No. Is it is it like a like a three D effect or something? I yeah, it looks like the mind's eye. Yes, that's the one with the guy oh, reaching out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Guys. Yeah, yeah, that is really weird. It's like a water guy coming out of the ground or something. <laughs> what He's year is clay this? man? Yeah, human clay man. <laughs> man, what year is it from? Ninety nine. Yeah, this was Pete. Yeah. What's he got in his hand there? What's he doing? A little guy. What's he doing up there? He's got little rocks. A little or guy. Like it's okay. He's got. He's, got, he's <laughs> holding up Scott's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this thing was a huge hit, dude. All right. All right. Listen to Creed. Human clay. Human clay. Well, we Human got clay. to Human. roll. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I think I lost that sound effect. So, oh, really? Yeah. So you're, not just, you're just not using it anymore? I haven't it used it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Pretty All good. All right. Good enough. I won't put it in now. All right. <laughs> um, 
So we haven't talked about what we're doing. Are we going to do yeah. 90 minutes? Now? Well, there's no fucking good movie. No. Week, so Again, there are no lots choice. of things out there. But lots there's, of things to do. There's not a lot that screams winner that has been released. Yeah. So before we started recording, Dan and I were talking. There's okay, two major things to talk about here as far as the loser movie. The There's The Visit, the yeah. new M. Night Shyamalan movie. That's got to be The Loser. I Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, some reviews have been like, this is actually pretty good. I don't think it is, because that guy doesn't make good movies. Yeah. yeah. He makes the it's worst movies. It's been a movies. long time. And it's pretty funny to talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also a movie called 90 Minutes in Heaven. Which is about uh, Hayden Christensen right. with a bad mustache who gets yeah. in a car accident and, and goes an to heaven. He has an accent. Yeah. yeah. Goes to heaven and then comes back and people pray him back to life. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Christian one of those. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Grizz. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, that's but it, it's yeah. one of those like now that there there have been a rash of it these looks... like straight to straight to video, but they put them in theater anyway. And that's the thing. Say what you like. I'm not going to impugn an entire religion, no, no. but I will say Christians do not make good movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Casey, what do you think? Uh. I, I don't know, because like I feel like the Christian movie is going to be pretty cut and dry. I know the ways it's going to be terrible. Yeah. But I think that Shmamalam is going to is gonna make something that's a lot of fun to talk about how bad it is. Yeah, it could Or be. could give us a total left turn and... Maybe and, it's good. And do we want to roll for it? For which one's the loser? Yeah, one you to, know what? Let's do that. One to three Christian movie, three to six The Visit. Okay. All right. That's a one. Oh, it's Christian movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. What a bummer. Uh, all right. Well, okay. now we're going to roll for it. I don't think there's that didn't roll very well. No, it was bad. What about in here? No, on the bottom right. part. Sure. All right. If it's keep loud it in the for bottom. the listeners, whatever. Yeah. Try and keep it in the bottom. Casey's rolling for Christian movie 90 Minutes in Heaven versus Winner's Choice. Let's do it. I'm sorry, I'm waiting for you to tell me not to roll on the carpet. Don't roll on the carpet. In the room, by the way. That's all carpet. Our little Thunderdome. That's right, right out of the, the carpet. carpet. <laughs> five. It's a five, so y'all can suck it. Okay. There you go. I'm rolling. That's a four. Greg has to roll. Lower than a four to lose. That's a four. That's a four. Okay, oh, Greg wow. and I are re-rolling. Yep. Casey is safe. Yep, I am safe. All right. Greg rolled onto the carpet. Minoman bitch and complained to him. <laughs> I rolled a one. a one. God damn it. Greg three. rolled a three. All right. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to see this garbage. <laughs> I want you to. I don't. Yeah. I might go see the visit. Yeah. Hey, isn't oh, Creed like a Christian rock band? Yeah. yeah. They yeah, have a, a great time. Very oh, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna find Someone's Jesus. Gonna you higher. Yeah. I'm gonna come back like <laughs> next week. I'm gonna come in dressed all like. Christian, I'm gonna have like button down. I'll be like, you guys. Like, you usually wear a button down uh, shirt with a cardigan over it. How much more Christian do you plan to get? I'm just gonna start wearing a thing that says, I am Christian. <laughs> I found God. Uh, I only watch Christian Slater movies. Yeah. As I understand, that's Christian. That's Christian. Yeah. Christianity. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's time to get to 90210 Yeah Relay. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. I watched this week's episode <laughs> called Dead End. I realized that all of 90210 is on Hulu, which works for me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm that, so about that. yeah, now well, we all have Hulu. Like that's well, is it like do you have a subscription to Hulu? Absolutely. You have Hulu. How Plus. did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> you can't, you yeah, can't use a fucking Canadian that? credit card. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I did it. You just My sounded when it. you said Canadian credit card. Canadian? You could not have sounded more American. <laughs> oh really? I thought I heard like a Canadian. Like oh, a, I just heard Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. Canadian credit card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. My brother did it. I don't know how we do it. Really? Get your brother to do my stuff. Get him over here. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I can use my deodorant. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your brother, if he comes and hooks up Hulu, he can use my deodorant. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be payment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, but what I have. Because I couldn't, I only got, I was only able to watch season one. When was the last time you checked? Was Like, for the last episode. To watch this episode. Okay. I'm excited about this episode. We have Hulu Plus. Yeah. I don't know how. Now... Now the world knows that I steal Hulu, <laughs> but we pay for it, so. Well, yeah, you're a common Hulu thief. Yeah, there was. I think there was some kind of. I think maybe he knew somebody with a credit card or like found some way to well, work around the credit card. I feel like thing. if you use like a, this is not interesting. No, <laughs> this is not interesting for anyone. <laughs> okay, so nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, relay every week. We watch an episode of season three of nine hundred two one zero and relay the information back to the other two hosts. This week I did it. Next week it'll be Greg and so on and so forth. This was uh, the episode. Uh-huh. See, yeah, this is a so big. We've been episode. waiting for this goddamn episode. There's so much shit leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. Also, this episode put it all at the end of the episode. What's okay. the episode called again? Dead, dead, dead end. Dead end. Dead end. Yes. So this this one oh, it opens at like the marine, like the marina. There's like big yachts and shit. People are yeah. cleaning them. There's fancy saxophone music playing on the soundtrack. Ooh. And then a fancy <laughs> black car pulls up. It's Dylan and his dad with Christine, which I guess is his dad's girlfriend. Okay. Um. They go try and guess which one is is dad's, which bow, which one's mine, hey. and then it turns out it's the biggest, most fancy one, fanciest oh, one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they right, go in. Dilly. Yeah. <laughs> they go in. It's all nice and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dad. <laughs> the boat is actually named the Dilly. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the the dad Jim's like little nicer than cell block A, isn't it? Hey. hey. And uh, and then he mentioned his payback for taking a fall when, like, all the other guys could have gone to jail, too. But I guess somehow they hooked me up with this now that I'm out. Uh, they bought him a big boat? I guess. All right. Yeah. Sign me up. Well, how long is he in jail? 16 months? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to jail um, for 16 months. Now live on a boat. I'd do it for less yeah. than a boat. Yeah, live on a boat. Um, the family leaves Dylan and Chris, and Christy, what was her name? Christine. Um, and then the sketchy. Christy. <laughs> Christy. Uh, this sketchy guy is there, and Jim, Jim, or what's what's Dylan's dad's name? It's not Jim, is it Jack? Jack. It's Jack, yeah. So Jack and this sketchy guy have a talk, and, and it gets heated, and, and uh, Jack's like, leave my son out of this, or something, and then the sketchy guy's like, we were told to expect the money by now, Jack. And he's like, they're... Like oh shit or I don't remember what happened. They just they get, it gets heated. <laughs> and I don't remember uh, what happens? That's what the notes are for. It, it cuts to this. What happens is it cuts to like his notes say, uh, "Dad says uh, oh shit or something." Yeah. <laughs> um, it cuts to like this van outside and they're recording everything that's being said on the boat. Um, and then it cuts back in and the sketchy guys like make it happen or kiss our deal goodbye and it's all serious music so uh-huh. so jack's into something and somebody is recording everything they say on the boat is all we know uh jack asks dylan to call jim walsh today but dylan says i don't know about that but then he also says i'll look into it mm-hmm. 
So we go to the Walsh house. Uh, oh, by that I mean Jack asks Dylan to call Jim Walsh in reference to Jim has Dylan's trust. Yeah, and right. And is the one that can sign it off, which right. is a big, uh, a big plot in this episode. Yeah. So back at the Walsh house, Jim and Brandon are, t- are talking at the breakfast table about how Brandon should read more than just the sports section. Uh, in reference to, I believe, the fact that he's probably reading the sports section because he has a gambling problem. True yeah. enough. He doesn't have a gambling problem. He's super good at it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Mom and, and Brenda. he can read the sports section if he wants. The yeah. guy doesn't really do anything. But he's like, <laughs> yeah. The dad know, his is like, grades are super good. Yeah. He's got a job. Yeah. He, he doesn't like to dance. Lay off, dad. Jim is like, well, back in my day, my dad made me read everything else in the newspaper before. Yeah. Well, your I dad was an asshole, Jim. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. <laughs> My parents didn't make me read shit. Yeah. And now I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mom and Brenda come in, and, and uh, someone they know got mugged while the, while jogging. And so Brenda and mom are going to take self defense class. That's a, why would you mug a jogger? Yeah. What jogger has lots of money? Yeah. Around? Don't you leave your money at home? <laughs> I carry. All I my mean, money. I've never jogged or done exercise, but I assume right, you got my sneakers, got my headphones, my jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I got my jewels. I've got ten thousand dollars. I'm ready to jog. <laughs> Um, so they're going to take self-defense classes. <laughs> so if anything ever happens, they, they <clears throat> will be jogging. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. At David and Kelly's place, the mom comes in and says uh, she's having money problems. They might have to sell the house. They might have to sell the baby. Because um, <laughs> no one cares about this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. is like, this is all my dad's fault. And, and then she's like, no, it's not. And then she also says a real estate agent is coming today. And Kelly's really upset that they might have to sell the house. David feels terrible about it. Oh, shut then up, David. the phone rings, <laughs> and some guy named Serge calls, oh. and it's uh, for David, and it's uh-huh. a record producer, and he says they're going to lay down some rhythm tracks next week. You got a record? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So David's <laughs> really excited. Yeah. At school, David goes to... David has been a musician for, like... Eight months now? Yeah. It's about time he broke it. <laughs> yeah, well, he's yeah. very good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard yeah. his songs. Um, at school, David goes to apologize to Steve about what he did with the record deal by cutting him out. And uh, Steve's not having it. Donna uh-huh. is on the radio playing some jams, and Brenda comes in and invites her to the self-defense class. Andrea comes in, but she can't come to the class because she has a date, but won't say with who. Oh. Any guesses? Wait, Grandma. Sorry, who, who has a... Who has, who has, <laughs> Andrea has a date. Andrea has a date. But with yeah. who, we don't know. No. So, or uh, care. Or care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan shows up at uh, Jim's work, and Jim says it's not a good time to talk about your trust, uh-huh. but that he has thought long and hard, and he can't go along with dissolving the trust fund. Dylan is upset about this, and uh, he's like, I'll decide what's in my best interest, because Jim's like, doesn't think it's in his best interest. And then... Uh, uh, he, Dylan's like, my dad deserves another chance. And Jim says, no. Uh, <laughs> and then he has to go because he has a meeting. Yeah. Dylan thinks that he's not going to dissolve the trust just because for, of personal reasons. Oh, shut up, Dilly. Yeah. yeah Dilly. At, at Kelly's <laughs> Get house, out of this episode. <laughs> at Kelly's house, Kelly comes home and her mom is vacuuming, vacuuming because the real estate caravan is coming the next day. And she's like, what's a real estate caravan? And they're like, that's when like, tons and tons of people are going to come in and walk around the house and see if they want to buy it. And Kelly can't believe that they're still going to sell the house. They talk about how Brenda still isn't really coming to terms with what happened to Dylan as well. So Kelly is oh. like, Duh, Brenda's still not like talking to me. And, and Kelly's mom is like, well, 
you know, you're fucking dating her ex. Might take a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, listen to your mom. Brenda and mom are, are at the self-defense class with Donna, and a bunch of stuff happens. Dylan's dad is on the boat with him. They talk about how he got a call from Jim Walsh, and he won't give up the fund. Uh-huh. And then there's another shot of these guys listening and recording in a van across the street. We keep cutting to them. You don't know who they are or who they're connected with. Yeah. Um, and then the dad's like, we'll be okay one way or another. And then the sketchy guy he argued with at the beginning of the episode comes in and uh, gives him a bunch of evil eyes to devious music, and I don't know why. I really hope at some point somebody goes to Jim Walsh and shakes him down for the yeah, money. We'll see. At the Peach Pit, Brandon lost 200 bucks in a basketball game. Idiot. You idiot. <laughs> it's all going downhill. Oh, Brandon. Uh, Andrea Mr. shows Brandon. up. Brandon. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Andrea shows up, and her date is uh, that guy from Shaw, the basketball guy. What? Um, oh, my God, who? Yeah. <laughs> the reoccurring uh, black character. Oh, the yeah, one that they The did, one that the, they've the, chosen. The, yeah, it comes back. He has okay. a name. Well, he, I don't, I don't, they didn't say no, his name. Is. Is it D? Jordan. Is it Jordan? Uh, is they did not say his name in the scene, so I don't know. Yeah. But it's the guy. Dennis? He calls him Shaw because that's the name of the other school. Brandon goes, hey, Shaw. And he goes, hey, Beverly Hills. Dennis? I don't know. <laughs> Toby? <laughs> Toby Womp. Um, anyway, her and uh, him, Andrea and him, are going to see Hoffa. Yeah, because they super... They, they're what? going to see the movie Hoffa? Yep. <laughs> they're seeing oh, that movie? Tell them it's not very good. No, no, don't go. It's boring uh, as shit. And when they say that, uh, Brandon's like, hey, spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. He's trying to... Mr. Gaspers. Brandon, you don't know nothing about movies. Yeah. Um, Brandon can't believe they're going out on a date. Because uh, they're watch him and Steve are watching from afar, and then Steve goes like, "You mean the whole jungle fever thing?" Oh, oh my! Yeah, Jesus, Steve. That's, and then Brandon's uh... like, "Uh, no." And then Steve's like, "Well, I guess it's just you can't see her going out with someone who isn't you." And Brandon's like, "You know what? I am on this possessive trip with her, and I don't know why." And that's the end of that scene. And then Brandon's like, uh, I bet you I'll get over it. $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, actually, Brandon's like, I mean, all we did was kiss. And then Steve's like, you guys kissed? And then Brandon's like, well, never mind. Uh, Jim is at home and mom comes home from self-defense class and talks about how Bren Brenda has anger bottled up and the class could turn it into something useful. Will that uh, lead to a C-plot? No. <laughs> Great. Um, Jim yeah, his name is Jordan. Okay. Jordan, Jordan Bonner. Yeah, right. Bonnie. Jim Bonnie is, Prince Jordan. Jim is weighing pros and cons about what to do with the trust fund. And uh, she, uh, his wife is like, maybe it's time we let go of Dylan. We can't be surrogate parents forever. And he's like, I think you're right. <clears throat> Dylan also, is, he's a, kind of a dirtbag. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dylan... No, David and Kelly are at the real estate uh, thing, and there's a lot of people there looking, and then they leave. Uh, Dylan and Dad go to Jim's office. They talk, and Jim says he'll sign and apologizes to Jack for not being able to get past his prejudices about what a father should be like, and he apologizes to Dylan for not letting to have him to have a real father. Because uh, he's been holding him back with this trust fund thing. Mm -hmm. The end. <clears throat> back in... Back in that van, listening out to what's going on with the boat, and it's Kelly and Dylan and his dad and Christine having a celebratory dinner. Dad gives a toast to everyone, and then Christine hangs a spoon on her nose for ten seconds, and then his dad asks her to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that... 
You think that's a Polish tradition? <laughs> yeah, well, I wrote it down like that because it would be funny, but he's like, hey, I want to know, I want to talk about how great you all are, and has this big toast, and then he's like, and to Christine, who's the only lady I've ever known who could hang a spoon on her nose for ten seconds, and she does the little, <sighs> hangs it on her nose thing, and then he's like, and now I get, now I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, propose to you with a spoon on your face. Yeah. And she uh, says yes. Will you, spoon face? <laughs> yeah. She says yes. Uh, back at the real estate thing, uh, they're being given an offer, and it's lower than Kelly's mom wants, so she's insulted. And then Kelly leaves to go sailing with Dylan, and they're like, on a day like this, it's supposed to clear up, because it's like all rainy and shit. And I'm like, oh man, something's going to happen. They're going to go out on the boat, and it's all rainy, and then someone's going to die. Oh god, someone die. Um... <laughs> Now when, won't someone die. Yeah. Now, when Kelly gets uh, to the boat with Dylan, she notices somebody watching them with binoculars, and he's like, ah, you're being silly, and then they make out. Oh. Oh. Uh, Dylan and Kelly, not Dylan and the guy with binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some long lips. Um, uh. Steve and Brandon talk um, about how Brandon now lost $500 on, on some games, and Steve thinks he's in too deep. And Brandon's like, hey, I'm trying to keep my head up above instead of going under. Nope. <laughs> uh, Mom and Brenda practicing their self-defense stuff. I cut out all of my notes about this because they just go and it's a self-defense class. Uh -huh. And it's very like, use your aggression. It's great. Punch people if they're assaulting you. Terrific. Yeah. They, they spend a lot of time there. It's perfectly fine, but it's not an interesting thing to write about right. in terms of our notes for this part. Because nothing really comes of it. They just... They go, and they learn that uh, they have worth and that they should uh, defend themselves. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Although, the, at that place, they're like, here's the three A's of, like, self-defense, like, for women. And the first one is like, avoid all situations where this might happen. And I was like, ah, come on. <laughs> like, don't go walking out in the world. <laughs> I get, like, like the first note is, hey, avoid a situation. It's like, yeah, it's not your rear, like prerogative to avoid somebody who might assault you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Avoid being assaulted because if you don't, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, and I was like, this is supposed to be a self defense class for women. <laughs> your, your first rule is like, it's fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the rule, rule number two: don't be asking for yeah, it. Like yeah. you know, it you was are. a little like, whoa, weird. <laughs> that is. Um, sad. Now, Brenda overhears about Dylan's trust release and goes to talk with Brandon about if it'll change Dylan or not having, like, ten million bucks. And Brandon's like, I don't know, money usually does that. See you later. Uh, <laughs> Dylan and Kelly are necking and making out on the boat still. Gross, don't yeah. say necking. <laughs> <laughs> More self-defense class with uh, Cindy, Donna, and Brenda. Back on the boat. Uh, Dylan is there with his dad. Kelly has gone home, so no more necking. Oh. <laughs> Good. Uh, his dad mentions about the marriage Does that thing. that mean the binoculars guy went home, too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, this necking yeah. is over. No, Show's over. Over here. <laughs> uh, his dad mentions about the marriage to see if, he, if Dylan's okay with it, and Dylan's like, sure. Jack says he has things he wants to tell Dylan. Um, and Dylan's like, well, how about you tell me about the early years of the stuff that you got into, like, bad times or whatever, like, with his business and shit? But did he say, like, bad times? No, he just said, <laughs> he did, all he said was, how about the early years? And then the guys in the van, we cut to them, and they're like, we gotta interrupt this. So they don't want, uh, Jack 
talking about, it. about anything. Beans. So Jack then says to Dylan, well, you know, I've known some bad guys, but uh, there's something I've, I've never been clear about. And then this guy shows up and he's like, i got to interrupt you guys for a moment. Like that sketchy guy. And uh, he's like, Dylan leaves and the sketchy guy says to Jack, he's like, keep your mouth shut. If you don't, then um, you're not going to make it out alive. You or your son. Nice. So, so these guys are like, don't open your mouth to anybody about anything that's happened or we're going to murder you and your son. But we don't know about what. <laughs> <laughs> So, we don't know why, but... Oh, uh, it's, it wasn't the guy saying that. That was you saying Yeah, that. Okay. but we don't know about what. Yeah, yeah the, the guy was like, I'm going to murder you and your son. Yeah. No idea why, but we're going to... No. So now we're at the Peach Pit. David is there waiting for Donna. Steve shows up and gives him the evil eye. And so David goes and talks to them. They bury the hatchet. Uh, David is sorry again, but he's saying, like, you know, once I get big enough to tell them what to do, it's going to be all okay. In, turn, in, re- in reference to his his label, his, yeah. his music career. Once I'm big enough to pull some strings, I'll, I'll get you sorted out. He's so and thanks for starting my career. He should watch that Backstreet Boys uh, yeah. documentary. Duke comes in uh, to see Brandon. This is the uh, shady uh, uh, like gambling guy that, that Brandon yeah. deals with. Duke? Yeah. <clears throat> so Duke comes in. And uh, he's like, I want my money. And Brandon's like, I came up short. Can you give me a few days? And he's like, I'll let you slide this time. But, like, I never let anybody slide more than once in this business. So if you do this again, you're fucked. Uh, Kelly's at home. David comes in and says, Steve gave him his blessings about his recording career. And then Mom comes in and says she turned down the offer on the house. And, okay. Good good story. Good story, Uh, Mom. Back at the boat, Jack comes in. And uh, tells Dylan he's gonna he's going to town to take care of some business in the next day, so I'll uh, I won't see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Then some we get a cut in the middle of the night. Some car drives up in the parking lot of the marina uh-huh. and puts a bomb on the bottom <laughs> of a car. Oh shit! Oh my god, a bomb! Oh really... god, I hope it's Andrea's car. <laughs> Why was why would Andrea be parked in the marina? Why did not run her over? Yeah, exactly. I just hope everything bad and car related happens to Andrea. The next day, Dylan wakes up and uh, this old dude in the marina is like, "Don't forget to tell your dad to move his car, or he's gonna get a ticket." And Dylan's like, "I'll go move it." Oh, Dilly! 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 Let's have a Dilly explosion. He goes to get the keys, goes outside, goes over the car, and then we cut inside the boat, and his dad's still in there. He gets a phone call, and it's Kelly. She wants to talk to Dylan, so he goes outside to find Dylan. Dylan's getting closer and closer to this car, and the dad yells out, and Dylan hears, so he comes back. No opening the car. Fuck this. His dad goes out and meets him and gives him an umbrella because it's uh, super rainy, and they have a little conversation, and, and... and uh, <clears throat> he gives the phone to Dylan. <laughs> Dylan picks up the phone, and it's Kelly, and they're talking. And Dad's like, you know what? While you're on the phone, I'll go move that car. Oh. Nice. <clears throat> so he's talking to Kelly on the phone, Dylan. Yeah. And Kelly gets a phone call on the other line. And she oh, has is, to... it, is it Dylan's dad? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and Kelly's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll go move the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but Kelly gets another call and she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to you later, Kelly. And he hangs up the phone. Yeah. And as he's standing there. Yeah. Hanging up the phone. Someone shoots him in the face. The car in the background blows up. Oh! 
super big and it's his dad and he screams to the sky a bunch and then it fades to black. <laughs> oh, oh, Dylan does or the dad? Dylan. The dad. <laughs> ah! I hate being blown up! Yeah, it's like, this is the word! Yeah, it's like Dark Man. He shoots into the sky. The <laughs> <laughs> second Dark Man reference if it's a drinking game. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> Which it is now. So Dylan's dad, dead. Fade to black. Wicked. Nice. Exploding dad. Now, <laughs> why isn't that the name of this episode? <laughs> dead end. <laughs> oh, because he's mean, dead at the end. Everything, uh, in, the ep- everything in the episode was useless until he... Like, it was yeah. It was okay, but, like, we it got, it got to where it needed to be, but... Okay. It was a long time waiting for something to happen, yeah. finally. Yeah. So Dylan's dad is dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan dead. No, Dylan dead. So. Dylan dead. Come back, tune in next week to find out what happens in the next episode of Minor 210. Casey's there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I almost said great because we're sitting in a different position. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. that is the episode. It's another one in the books, fellas. Another one yeah. in the books. If you'd like to follow us online, please remember SYNWPC on all of, on Facebook and Twitter. You can go to modernsuperior.com and comment on our episodes there. You can go to iTunes, rate and review us, tell all your friends about us in real life. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tim Allen here? What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, well, that's a fucking high note to go out yeah. on. <laughs> uh, the listeners can't tell, but I'm hiding part of my face. I'm pretending to be the neighbor. Hey, who's over there on the other side of that uh, thing? Oh, 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 guy. Oh, I'm Wilson. Yeah. Uh, bark, 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 or whatever he says. <laughs> what? Remember his little catchphrase? You can't see part of my face. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, Internet, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how it ends. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.